Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Spectrum. I am your host, Jason Thayer. Each week, I discuss topics related to autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. And this week, I once again decided to try again for questions. And I actually got some. So we're going to talk about them today. And they're from two people that's no that's less than what pe- what I see some Q&Aers normally get but I feel since I'm not someone who's making a, who's uh making a living out of this this is basically a hobby I'll take what I can get Okay, our first set of questions, that's the other reason I'm doing going ahead with this, because I got a set of questions rather than just one question. So doing two sets of questions is going to be a lot easier for what I want to do here. All right, so J.C. Masick has a whole bunch of questions here, so let's go ahead and read them. Tell us about the range of the spectrum of autism. For example, there are successful medical doctors with autism. There are others who have issues functioning with constant, without constant help. Can you give some, us something, some understanding about the spectrum, how the range differs, and what elements are the same across the spectrum? What are the autism contents, constants? And I realize there is, by nature, not just one form of autism. What are the differences, and what are the constants? Perhaps begin with this makes autism autism, then branch out from there. I'm not asking you to be a medical authority. I'm asking for this in your own words and with your understanding. Whew! That is a big question. Now, I am... Now, I want to tell you folks this right now. I do have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I have... And that's as far as I got with it. So I did read. So I did do some. Re- so I did get to do some research on. I mean, to read research on autism as part of my studying. And I do know some autistic people out there. I have a second cousin who's autistic, as a matter of fact. And I have another, and I have a cousin who thinks she might be on the spectrum. And knowing what I know of her, I think she is. So. Um. What's what are some constants? Well, some constants are a form of stimming. That's one constant. Stimming is a way that we um, that we autistic people regulate ourselves um, when we're in high stress situations, when we need to wind down. Anything like that will do some stimming. Um, so, the ways you can help with that. Um, like fidget spinners, any kind of toy that keeps us occupied. Now, there's a belief that this actually distracts us from paying attention. Actually, it doesn't. And uh, let me give you an example of how it doesn't. I've been I've watched been watching church since the pandemic, and um, I had a problem where I was still doing the internet while I was watching church. So, I mean, and not really paying attention. So I started getting. I mean, so during Lent, I started using a fidget toy, a, a bubble popper. And I've found that that helps me because I'm not paying attention to the internet. I'm actually listening to 
what the sermon is about and what the readings are about. And it's actually, and like I said, it doesn't always, now this doesn't always work, but this is what works for me. Um, as far as, now like, now there is no blanket case for autism. Everyone has different neurotypes. Um, sometimes you have comorbidities that come into play. Um, there are some people who are autistic and also have ADHD like myself. There are autistic people who have dyslexia. There are autistic people who have dyspraxia. Some autistic people are even even have Down syndrome. And I've interviewed some people who have um, EDS. In fact, two of the people that I interviewed for this podcast have EDS. Um, there are some autistic people who have um, some kind of queer representation, too, that you have to consider. Um, yeah, there was a study not long ago that did a that found a correlation between autistic people and queer diversity. That means homosexual, um, lesbian, gay, that sort of thing. So, and they found that they, that uh, that there was a good percentage of people who are both queer and autistic. They don't know why this correlation exists, but it's something that you should consider. That's why I did that whole month last month of Pride Month stuff. That and I happen to be asexual myself. So what makes autism autism is really just what's in your brain. That's what I'm boiling it down to. Um, there are certain characteristics like stemming, um, some sort of cognitive misfunction that leads you to have some sort of social um, problems. And those problems could be any, I mean, and you could have some kind of, I've, I've got a friend who's got face blindness as part of her autism. Um, that means that if you, that if she meets you one day and you change something about your appearance, maybe you wear your hair differently, maybe you wear makeup the, the next day, she will not recognize you at all. That's called face blindness. That can be connected to autism. So, it varies from person to person. There's really no way that I can say what makes autism autism. But I can say that it is, I mean, that we can just look at the root word that means that you are drawn to yourself. And I think the best way to accommodate for people who are autistic is to find some way to get them out of that. So I hope that can help you with your question, JC. So I'm going to pause and I'm going to get the next question up. All right, so our next question comes from Kathy Kavinge Christopher. I think that's how I say her middle name. Anyway, she says she's got two questions. What is the most difficult aspect of Christianity for those of us in this group? And what is easiest for us? And what are the aspects difficult on one hand and easy on the other hand? Again, this also has to do with how autism is in this particular is um, manifested in a particular person. What I think makes it difficult for an autistic person to choose the path of Christianity might be just how Christianity treats us. Um, uh, there are some churches out there that just don't have the accommodations an autistic person needs. 
they might um I've heard that there are some churches out there that have sensory rooms that can help when you're when you're around a lot of people which a church environment would would uh present so to speak um so I think we should just find ways to accommodate for autistic people so that they can be part of the community and still feel and still feel some sort of connection to people of God. Now, there are ways around that for autistic people. One of the good things about the about the pandemic is that we can now watch church online. We don't necessarily have to be in the building. Now, that does not mean that we are getting the now that may not always be a feasible thing. Um, for example, if you're going to do confessions, you are not you're still not going to be able to do it online. And personally, I don't think you should be able to do it. You should be able to do a confession online. I think you should. I think a confession should be intimate between you and the pastor and no one else. That's the way it's supposed to be set up. And it needs to be a one-on-one, face-to-face thing. So I don't think we should ever have that sort of thing going on. And I should probably do a podcast to explain how the sacrament of confession works. I'll have to make a note of that. Anyway, so another thing that I think makes it difficult for autistic people is that we don't is that some autistic people don't feel like they're getting me don't me have a hard time connecting with the idea of God because God is such an abstract thing. There is no way that God can be proven scientifically, and he's not supposed to be proven scientifically. So a lot of people just write it off because, oh, you're just saying that it's faith. No, here's something that you have to understand. There is nowhere in the Bible that blind faith is what God is after, okay? That is a myth proposed by, by atheists. No, God does want us to use our brains. Let me, let me give you the example of Thomas. Thomas did not, Thomas doubted, but he still believed. He took a look at the evidence and he still was not sure if he believed. So Jesus accommodated. Jesus let him feel the wounds in his hands and in his side. And that helped him to believe. Jesus will accommodate, I mean, God will accommodate for you if you let him. But that's, we have to, as the father of the child that was near death said, sometimes we should just say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So we have to be open to God. There are some people out there who are just not going to be reachable. But if we let ourselves be open to God, then he can work within us. And that's hard for an autistic person because we have minds that just aren't, I mean, that may not be wired that way. But if we give it a chance, it just might work out. Um, Another thing that we have, I mean, that probably prevents autistic people from being a part of the community is really just how we act. I see Christians who, I mean, during the whole time that we were, that, I mean, during Pride Month, we had an influx of new people in my group, in my autistic Christians group. And there were some hateful people that we had to screen out. We have questions that we ask 
And these people will just answer anything and they'll still, and I'll still let them in because I figure, okay, they answered the questions. We can weed them out from there. And so, yes, there are some people who still get in. Once they see the pinned post that we let queer people in, they don't want anything to do with it. And I feel like, well, okay, those are people that we aren't going to be able to reach. Like I said when I answered JC's question, there is a correlation between autistic people and queer people. There are there is a huge there is a good percentage of autistic people who are also queer. And we need to really find ways to accommodate that. We need to realize something. Okay, queer people were also created by God as well. Jesus did not qualify the kind of person you were supposed to love. He just said, love everyone. And we really need to think that. We need to have that idea in our head. We don't have to, we should not be acting like the bouncer. Okay, the bouncer decides me. who gets me, is the person at the club who decides who gets in. That's not our job. We are the greeter. We let people in no matter what. Okay, we're the greeter. We're not the bouncer. We're the greeter at Walmart. The greeter at Walmart doesn't care as long as you don't steal stuff. That's who that's our job. We're the greeters. And we should act like that. So I think the best way to help autistic people out is to be more accommodating to them. Just don't make it if we see if we autistic people see that that people that our needs are being met then we'll give it a try part of the reason that i've been a christian for so long even though i've seen people who i don't like in christianity i'll admit it is i've also seen people who have been kind to me and those people have outweighed the people who have not been kind to me and that's the reason that i am still a christian because I see God's grace working in people and in myself. I have seen, I have had times where I've had to rely on God. And I would rather rely on God than rely on myself. Because relying on myself can only get me so far. I mean, let me put it this way. You need God whether you realize it or not. You need God just to get up out of bed every morning. Okay? So yes, this is all matters of faith. So just remember, so maybe you should just remember the, fam- the line I just said. Lord, I believe in you. Help my unbelief. Recognize that you're going to have some doubts. And deal with that. Doubt is a part of faith. But try to be as open as you can. And that concludes the questions. So now we're going to go ahead and do the preview for next week. Next week on the Catholic Spectrum, we are going to look at a new comic book I found called Sensory, which is a collection which is a collection of Stories from autistic people of all of different walks of life. It's a comic book anthology. So I thought I'd take a look at it and tell you what I think of it. Because guess what? This is one that I think people should read. 
So I'm going to reread it. I've already read it once. So, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought of it. Look at each story that's in it. Give you kind of an overview of, give you a once over about it. And tell you what I think. So this has been the Catholic Spectrum and I've been your host, Jason Thayer. If you'd like to find past episodes of the Catholic Spectrum, you can find them on your favorite podcast app. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook. I am Jason Thayer. You can find me on Amino. I am Radical Edward. My Discord handle is Radical Edward, hashtag 7592. That's Radical with a capital R, then a space, Edward with a capital E, hashtag 7592. My email address is RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. Please rate this on iTunes or wherever you can read your podcasts. And remember everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around. <laughs>